If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Brand new travel show, Explore Africa, midday Central Africa time. The show will take a holistic view of travel on the African continent as well as the Indian Ocean Islands. There will be travel updates, a look at business destinations, interviews and competitions. Cultural travel, a new and growing market, will be covered in depth from Cape to Cairo. David will also be advising on unique destinations that will allow listeners the opportunity to discover hidden gems on our continent. And a very good afternoon to you. It's uh, midday Central African time. My name is David Batsoff and this is Explore Africa. It's brought to you here on African Business Radio towards a more profitable Africa and also sponsored by Nomad Africa magazine, celebrating the world's richest continent, which we definitely are. If you're just joining us, let me give you some of the details of how you can get in touch with us while we're on air and we're with you for the next hour and a half. You can tweet us on Af- um, at Africa biz radio or you can go and visit us on uh, facebook africa business radio those will get us there you can also find me at on twitter at david batsoffin and remember the podcasts of this show are available on my blog which is www.davidbatsoffin.com and i did have some um, contact with a couple of uh, listeners after the show last week going how do you spell your name and it's very simple let's do it slowly shall we D-A-V-I-D. No, that's the easy bit. Bats often is B for Bertie, A for Apple, T for Tommy, Z for Zebra, O for Orange, F for Freddy, I for India, N for Norman. There you go. Now you won't ever forget that. What are we going to be looking at today? Oh, all sorts of bits and pieces, things of interest both locally and um, with within the African continent. We have um, a guest who's going to be chatting to us later uh, about Ritosa. And if you want to know what Ritosa is, then you're going to have to stay tuned because that's the Regional Tourism Organization of Southern Africa. And I think that's a great idea. We're also going to be looking at uh, some of the stuff uh, that the newly um, is he newly elected or re-elected Minister of Tourism, Derek Hanukom He's back in the hot seat, so to speak And uh, we'll be chatting with him uh, Well, not chatting with him But we'll be unpacking an interview that he gave a little earlier And uh, my producer Soji and I will have a little bit of a debate around that Is Derek the right man for the job? Um, I don't know what it's like to, to lose your job And then you come back and they give you the same job back again 
but now the new criteria because the last time was under Jacob Zuma now we've got Cyril Ramaphosa how is it all going to work I, I do hope it will work to the benefit of the country and talking of which I think I mentioned last week or it might have been the week before that um, Africa now has an African Union passport so if you want to travel on the African continent between countries it's going to do away with the need for visas and that type of thing um, so I tried to apply this week <laughs> little did I know that they're not available until 2020 and even then there's a question mark over that one currently if I remember correctly there are only two people um, to have one of these passports are the president of Rwanda and somebody on the AU board the rest we're going to have to wait but why so long guys it's two years surely you've been in conversation about this for the longest time and now you can just do it come on you you remember that that's um, that uh, logo from one of the the shoe brands just do it it's as simple as that let's get it up and running now there have been lots of changes north of our border in recent months we've had Robert Mugabe out we've had Grace Mugabe out we've had a, a new president installed there and now Zimbabwe are looking to try and recoup their lost market share. Zimbabwe, from a tourism point of view, is an awesome, awesome country. It really and truly is. I visited there for the first time in 1972, and, and I fell in love with the country. I really and truly did. And in fact, so much so that if it wasn't for the fact that I had to stay and complete an apprenticeship in South Africa, I would have left for what was then Rhodesia um, back in 1972. But be that as it may, things have changed in the interim in the passing years, and now they're going like, come on, let's let's get this back. People are going to Zambia. They've been going to Zambia in droves because Zambia still has the Victoria Falls. You can see it from the Zambian side of the border. There is a bridge that you can that runs between the two countries. Um, if you are brave, unlike me, um, and you want to bungee jump off the bridge, then you can do so. I have to say, I was there with an ex-colleague of mine, and I really, really, really did not think that this particular fellow was the type of person that would jump off a bridge. And when he signed up for it, I thought, yeah, right, he's going to get to the edge of the bridge, they're going to tie the rope to his legs, and he's going to chicken out. And he didn't. I was truly amazed. I, in fact, I was so amazed that I almost spoke myself into doing it. But I talked myself out of it at the very last moment. I'm not for one for hurling myself off a bridge that is perfectly, perfectly capable of holding my weight. If it wasn't, another story. But if I can stand on it, then I'm going to stay there. But now, the uh, Chief Operating Officer of the Zimbabwean Tourism Authority, um, who has a really nice first name. His name is Givmore. I think, I think it's a wonderful name. I really do. But um, Chidzidzi is his surname, if I've pronounced it correctly. And Givmore, if I'm sorry, if I've pronounced it incorrectly. He says, it's, although it's too early to draw conclusions, the country's new leadership bodes well for tourism. Um, they're saying that in at, by the close of... 2017, which is just a few months ago, the tourism arrivals had reached 2.4 million, 12% up from 2016, which is really, really 
cool. They're looking at a projection of almost 3 million visitors by the end of 2018, specifically um, around the Vic Falls um, uh, the Vic Falls area, and because of the fact that they're putting in an international airport at Victoria Falls. Um, and they're looking at um, influx from both the European and Asian markets. Um, also, of course, they're looking at the Americas, they're looking at um, Europe there as well. And according to the visitor Exit survey. I didn't know they did one. But anyway, they do from 2015 and 2016. New numbers are not up and running yet. Almost 28% of all arrivals visit Vic Falls. Well, that's almost a given because you, you're not going to wander into, into Bulawayo or Harare because that's just an African city. But what you want to go there for is you want to go there for, for Vic Falls, for the, the, the absolute awesomeness. And if you've never been, it's very difficult to ex- describe to somebody what it's like to stand on the edge of those falls and just listen to the water. There is a there is a reason that it's called smoke that thunders, and it does indeed. So now they also, you see, this I find interesting because they're saying they're relaxing visas for China and for India. But now how come... And I'm going to India in a couple of weeks' time. Why must I fill out a visa? Although I have to say the visas for India are really cheap. 167 rand compared to a Schengen visa, which is almost 2,000. So I'm hoping I'm going to get my money's (laughs) worth. (laughs) But going up north later in the year and looking forward to that. Okay, so um, Zim wants to to get back the market, which I think is, is a great idea. They're also looking at domestic tourism. Um, and digital marketing, and then they're going to be running a, compa- um, a campaign called Visit Zim, which I think is is a, a great idea. Tanzania, they're looking at a community-based wildlife conversa- conservation um, project, which I think is really good, uh, because they're saying there that the – There are signs that community-based wildlife conservation efforts can effectively protect the natural resources that provide the lion's share of the revenue. Now, I don't know if they used lion talking about wildlife. I don't think there are lions in Tanzania. I know that there are elephants at the foot of Kilimanjaro, or there were. But it is still one of the most popular tourism destinations in the East African region, and they the tourism generates around six billion dollars annually. I'd love it's a pity we haven't got Derek Live on the line. Sorry, Mr. Minister, Mr. Hanukom, sir. I'm I'm sorry. I, I will follow up with you and I'll see if I can get you on air. You did promise me almost two years ago that you would come and chat to me. And then of course you got bumped from your position. But now you're back and and I will be contacting you. But anyway, what the South African tourism generates i mean six billion for a a smallish country like tanzania so and that's a quarter of its foreign exchange earnings regularly surpassing the mineral and energy section so you've got and i've got a friend who's there at the moment serengeti you've got the migration um all of those beautiful uh in gorogoro at the crater which is where um, my friend finds herself at the moment. And she posted a picture earlier today just saying how tranquil, tranquil and peaceful the, the crater is. And Serengeti, I mean, those of us who are into wildlife, 
some at some particular point on your bucket list you are going to want to do that annual wildebeest migration. Well, it's not only wildebeest, it's wildebeest and zebra that wander across there. 1.2 million animals, would you believe, start that migration. And even with the death that comes from that, because lions and all the other predators wander alongside them and then eat whatever falls by the wayside, even with those numbers lost, when the migration is over, there's still 1.2 animals. So no, they, they gain nothing and they lose nothing in that entire walk. Maybe they should just stay where they are. But anyway, so wildlife tourism there, and they're putting communities first, which is also great because I do believe um, that there are certain animals up there, like there, there is a Maasai giraffe and a fringe-eared oryx, which is only found in that uh, Randolin Wildlife Management Area, which I think need to be looked after. There's also the Grevy's Zebra, which is singularly one of the most beautiful zebra on the African continent, and that too is endangered. So if we can get communities involved to look after the area, then why not indeed? Um, and we still, every week on this show, we talk about business Aviation and government making a historic pact. Isn't it about time that this One Open Skies initiative actually takes to the skies? Stop talking about it, people, and fly. Leaders came together last week, that's March the 2nd, for a game-changing summit that set the foundation for multi-industry collaboration which hopefully could see major, major changes affecting both South Africa and intra-continental travel and tourism. This was the Barca Aviation Summit, and it was, uh, it's been two years in discussion that the Board of Aviation Airline Representatives of South Africa create a united aviation, to, um, unite together with aviation, tourism, and government to see what they can do. The objectives said the Barca chairman, that's Carla De Silva, was to identify the gaps, encouraging the value chain of aviation to achieve the next level of growth and work diligently to achieve it. Well, that's obviously what you want, because if everybody's walking the walk, um, then then you can do this together. <clears throat> and talking of walking the walk, Minister Jeffrey Deby said the following, if you want to walk fast, walk alone. But if you want to walk far, walk together. Well, it's about time, Mr. Minister, and maybe they will actually take this as a blueprint for collaboration moving forward. Um, it would be nice to see if eventually all these these variety of projects that they're working on actually come to fruition at the end of the day. Some of the areas that they're looking at are public and private sector alignment, Seamless traveler experiences because your travelers are your word of mouth. They are your advertising and safety and security. So those are just some of the areas that will be looked at and will be hopefully motivated going forward. Um, as I said, we're going to be talking around what Minister Derek Hanekom uh, said about his insights and challenges on trending tourism issues, and that was from Tourism Update, but we'll talk about that in just a moment. Let me give you those details of how to connect with us. Twitter, 
at Africa Biz Radio, um, on Facebook, Africa Business Radio, or you can get me on at David Batsoffin, um, or the, you can listen to the podcast on www.davidbatsoffin.com. Remember, the show is brought to you here on Africa Business Radio towards a more profitable Africa and is brought to you by Nomad Africa, celebrating the world's richest continent. When we come back from this little ad break, we're going to be talking around what Derek Hanukum had to share with Tourism Update. <music> Brand new travel show, Explore Africa, Midday Central Africa time. The show will take a holistic view of travel on the African continent as well as the Indian Ocean Islands. There will be travel updates, a look at business destinations, interviews and competitions. Cultural travel, a new and growing market, will be covered in depth from Cape to Cairo. David will also be advising on unique destinations that will allow listeners the opportunity to discover hidden gems on our continent. The South African Institute of Professional Accountants, making meaningful contributions to the accountancy profession and your career. I'm Ismail Ravid. I'm the Chief Financial Officer of the Gauteng Provincial Legislature. As a professional accountant SA, I provide strategic leadership to the finance, supply chain, risk and governance directorates. CIPA provides a home for public sector accountants. It sharpens our skills and ensures a high standard of public fund governance. Professional Accountant SA, the accounting designation of choice. The higher education in Africa is as old as the pyramids in Egypt, but the continent's ancient institutions have long disappeared. The type of higher education that's delivered in Africa today, from curriculum to degree structure and the languages of instruction, is rooted in colonialism. This has led many to question whether African universities are still suffering from a sort of colonization of the mind. Some scholars have further argued that African education systems entrenches are entrenched in Eurocentric ideals which do not serve the interests of Africans culturally, socially and economically. An education system which does not respond to African needs and challenges but promotes the values and norms of the West or Europeans. It is critically important people that we decolonize Africa's universities, some argue. This will involve uh, creating a radically altered curriculum, producing a genuinely diversified academic population. And the theme of decolonization is not new, by the way. It is a field of study several decades in the making. Yet the problem remains essentially unresolved. And in recent times, there's a sense that it has been somewhat sidelined and forgotten. Africa's education is affected by a variety of aspects. Fee structure, the curriculum, the structure of the education itself, our institutions. So what improvements should be made? Who will they benefit? How are we going to achieve that? Is there political will to make this happen? Africa Business Radio, your one-stop resource platform for all things business news, economy, leadership, productivity, investment, and more. ABR, towards a profitable Africa. 
This is Explore Africa. My name is David Batsoff and welcome to the show. You're tuned to Africa Business Radio towards a more profitable Africa. And the show is brought to you by Nomad Africa, celebrating the world's richest continent. This magazine is available <clears throat> at several stores. And if you can't find it, go online. They do have a digital copy. Now, Derek Hanukom has just been put back in as Minister of Tourism and as I alluded to earlier there was the Barca Aviation Summit that was held last week and uh, he was asked some questions and I mean the first one I remember back in the day before I asked before before I, I take a look at this question I remember when international pop stars used to arrive in Africa mm. um, the first question that they'd been be asked is literally as they stepped off the plane at what was then Jan Smuts International, but is now Oliver Tambo International Airport. As their foot hit the tarmac, their very first question by reporters was always, so what do you think of Africa? They haven't even set foot on African soil, (laughs) but they are asked the question. And you just have to wonder, how can they make a qualified response? So now Derek Hanukom gets asked, Minister Derek Hanukom, please, uh, Mr. Minister, forgive me. I'm not trying. I'm not I'm not being familiar um, in in not referring to you as Mr. Minister constantly. Um, It's a tourism industry. And I'm sure that you're a little more slack with your your actual title or i'm hoping so otherwise we'll get a lawyer's letter going why did you refer to him as Derek constantly anyway so he was asked how does it feel to be back <laughs> and he says it feels really good well what else do you expect him to say search i mean uh you you said this when you opened the show that uh uh, when you when you suck somebody, when you let somebody go of their job, mm. and you call them back, how do you expect them to think? I mean, like you were relieved of your duty, you were sacked, and you were brought back. Yeah, to do exactly the same job, the same not even job. a different portfolio. I mean, where were you stuck <clears> in the <throat> first place? Because <laughs> he says there's work to be done. We know that there's, there's always work, work to be done. There's always work to be done. What do they say? person's work is never done yeah. but now he's also saying together with the industry and looking forward to working with the industry again to deal with some of the big challenges that confront us well you know challenges for me there are problems challenges mm. is never a challenge it's a problem just mm. waiting for a resolution <laughs> yeah um but there are certain words that have become catchphrases over the years or catch words and this is one of them and we do and he says he wants to fully exploit the huge potential that the tourism sector has but 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 that has been the line ever since. It but has exactly, been the, uh, fully explore. I mean, there's come been on. The there's we know what is available, we know how it can be monetized. Mm. Let us all work together, um, not only in Africa but specifically. Let's stick with with uh, Mr. Hanukom. Um, look at working just with the provinces. Mm. If they could all talk to each other rather than trying steal tourists from other provinces. You know, what have we got? Nine provinces this week, next week, maybe 11, who knows? (laughs) We used to have, what, four? Mm. It was Eastern Cape, Western Cape, Transvaal, Orange Free State, and and KwaZulu-Natal, five. Uh, but now we've got more, and there's there's money there's there's money to be made for every everybody. Mm. So the next question he was asked was, "You've come at a crucial time, yes, indeed, with everything happening and developing." And his his answer, of course, was yes. Lots of opportunity, lots of challenges. Hanging on my wall in my study at home is a plaque that was made by somebody for me many years ago. And it's an old Chinese proverb that says, in every crisis, there is opportunity. There is opportunity. I mean, uh, he has come at a point in time that uh, 
um, the country actually needs uh, um, a loyal servant, if I may put it that way, because uh, just this morning, uh, Minister Nene, the new finance minister, mm-hmm. uh, was reported to be meeting with uh, Moody's uh, representatives just to highlight to them uh, some of the plans that they have to bring the economy of South yeah. Africa back on and track. Tourism is, uh, is a big part and of And tourism is a big part yeah. of that, and, and that is what the job of Minister Derek is actually yeah. very much important. And like he said, which seems to be the normal phrase, they need to be able to explore the opportunities within the industry mm. to actually deliver value for economic growth you know, of the country. I mean, uh, the, the Reserve Bank, uh, proje- uh, the Treasury actually projected uh, uh, roughly around 1.5% uh, uh, GDP growth this year. And uh, also this week, we're expecting the real GDP figure for 2017 to mm. be released, which will show the entire overall real GDP well, I, uh, economic I hope growth so. for the year 2017. Yeah. Because we're not only looking at tourism, there's mm. business involved here as well. Because, there is. Um, and we've discussed this before, and I've mentioned it on air before, that business and tourism goes hand in hand because a lot, I mean if you've come halfway across the world you're not just going to arrive have one business meeting and no, going to leave no. if you're in the Western Cape you're going to go to a wine farm as much as possible yeah if you're up here in the, in, uh, the, in Gauteng you're going to go to Polokwane mm. or you're going to go to Mpumalanga to go to one of the game reserves it's a given mm. so both of those areas need to be monitored closely mm. and to see how they can be monetized in the best form. Mm. Because every time, with every question that he was asked, and they say as a newly appointed minister, it's not, <laughs> newly, not appoint- newly appointed. I've done this job before. <laughs> I, bet, I, I wonder if they gave him back his old office. And, and if course. there's still stuff in the drawers that he left there, what was it, two years ago? when he, when he was Obviously, there might have been some rearrangement, but yeah. it's still going to be the office. I mean, the ministry uh, uh, office space is still the same one. <laughs> and the minister's office is still his minister's yeah, office. The stapler that he left there I two mean, years ago is still there with it, his name on it. <laughs> yeah. But, 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 I mean, like you said, I like, I mean, I actually like what you said that uh, whenever anything happens, it doesn't just affect one industry, mm. it affects the entire. I mean, look at Cape Town. We're still talking about the drought in Cape yeah. Town. It's affecting almost everything. It's affecting transport. It's, it's going to affect communication. It's going to affect hospital, uh, hospitality. Mm. Even the aviation is going to be affected. Eventually, you know. Will. So before you know it, you have a couple of other uh, uh, industry yeah. sectors that have been affected just by one problem that it's supposed yeah. to be it's trickled you know, down yeah. unfortunately that never trickles up yeah it's like it's water always runs downstream except there's a waterfall in japan if i remember correctly that flows up against uh, against the, the a, flow they've got they've got some sort of device that they can make the river flow upstream rather I mean, than that's down. not natural it's not natural <laughs> that's but not they na- use because, it for hydroelectricity because it's, it's, it's against gravity exactly i mean but, but that is that could probably be some <laughs> mechanical no there is there's some device that the, yeah. that they use to to reverse yeah. the direction anyway so he was saying here what are your biggest challenges and and he keeps coming back to this. The challenges are dealing with things that are not necessarily in your but own domain. But what are those? What are those? Yeah. Can he just be specific? No, it's called the the word in English <laughs> is called obfuscation. <laughs> you know that's, the word. It's quite a big word. It's a big word, and it means to skate around. Mm. So politically, in, uh, diplomatically, in, di- diplomatically, it's like I'm not quite sure what I've got to do. So 
It's a challenge. Everything's a challenge. Let me just rumble around. (laughs) This is exactly what it is. But he was also saying that uh, the the new uh, president, Cyril Ramaphosa, was saying in his uh, State of the Nation address, he wants to increase numbers of jobs. Hmm. And the tourism industry is one area that you can increase because you only have to look if you for at vendors sort of thing on the side of the road who are selling wares to tourists who are going mm. to let's say Kruger Park for instance yeah. and i'm sure this is found throughout the african continent there mm. are markets all informal over the place traders. informal traders mm. that's exactly it mm. and and the problem there is you then get people from other continents who want to come and be informal traders and Mm. sell inferior Mm. products. Mm. And I've now taken wherever I am, whatever country or whatever city Mm. I'm in, if I'm looking to buy something, I will start Mm. turning stuff over in (laughs) order to make sure that it's locally produced rather than imported and being made by child labor somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think he was supposed to, I mean, we were expecting him to be specific and uh, I would have expected him to mention the, the, the Cape Town drought problem. Because that's actually Didn't. quite urgent, yeah. and and he's supposed to be working with the city mayor and all of that to actually make sure that yeah. because the tourism industry is most affected by apart from the agricultural industry, you know, you think about the industry, the uh, tourism uh, mm. industry is most affected after agricultural industry yeah. by this drought. You know, uh, um, Kenya also has been suffering, uh, been also been affected by drought. Actually, it's been more than twelve months right now, and. Um, They've also seen that even because of that, FDR into the country was reduced uh, because not just agricultural produce were affected, also um, tourists also... Of course. Yeah, I mean... But again, uh, businessmen, if if they've got a choice of going to, let's say, Cape Town or Johannesburg for a conference, they're going to move the conference to Joburg where Mm. they know there's water. Mm. But now here we go again. Are e-visas on your agenda for the future, he was asked. And hmm. once again, our minister—once again, our minister skates around it by saying it's not on his agenda because he's not responsible for visas, and he's not. He's quite right with that. Um, minister of Home but, Affairs, but, but he had said Malusi that he Gagawa will work is. with uh, all my fears. Yes, but then just he says we've already agreed to, and then comes the caveat: hmm. very soon, not now, not immediately, very soon. And I don't know, such so you, you, you're from you're from West Africa, yeah. We have a very specific thing here in in South Africa. Yeah. When you say to somebody in South Africa, are we going yeah. somewhere? Yeah. They will go, yeah, we're going just now. Now, just now in South Africa means anything between now and next week. <laughs> in in other African countries, I'm not sure. I know we, we actually say we're going tomorrow. But that tomorrow might be <laughs> tomorrow, week. tomorrow, tomorrow. See, it confuses, tomorrow never ends. Yeah, it, it confuses <laughs> tourism here or tourists here because British tourists, for instance, if you say we're going mm. just now, that means we're going now. But, I mean, look at his response. They can't really be on my agenda. I mean, how do you say that? It's You should be talking. You should be beating the minister into ho- of home affairs sh- into giving these visas. That's why they are ministers. Yeah. They should work together and, and be able to help each other. Hard, I mean, there, you know? are, there are countries. Um, Vietnam, I think, is one, if I remember correct. No, Turkey. Um, do an e-visa. If you're a South African, you fill it out online, they print it out, you take it with you. Costs you nothing. Hmm. If you're an American in Turkey, $50. Mm. Teach you a lesson. <laughs> even, even Zimbabwe, I mean, you, you, you fill it online and all of that and you get it on arrival. Yes. 
Well, that's also, uh, you know, um, and now he talks about, uh, he was asked about the Cape drought situation and how is it affecting tourism and how are you communicating? And he says it's been an eye-opener and a wake-up call. Welcome to the real world, Derek. (laughs) Um, And now they want, now, it's always in retrospect. We hmm. and I think we are like this as, hum, as human beings. We don't. We aren't proactive. We wait until everything falls apart, hmm. and then we go, "Oops." Hmm. And I mean, take it back to your home. I don't know about yours. I know in mine, you only you get to a point where something's finished in the house, and then you discover it. You don't. You don't go through your cupboards and proactively say, "Oh, I need some more peanut butter," or "I need some more jam." Yeah. You take the jam out. You go, "Oh, it's finished." Yeah. And this is what's happening. You in know Cape what you Town. do when, it's, when you see that it's finished. Go to the next door neighbor. Please, can you borrow me some salt or some jam? <laughs> not, not in certain suburbs. You can't get through the, the ah, security. Yeah, but, but of course, you know, typical African community. That's the way it is. Yeah. You can always speak to the next door no, neighbor. You, no, and, you and can. That. But there's only so much that they can lend you yeah. or, or or give you. So. Um, it's yeah. like how open? What, what does that even mean? Eye opener means they didn't think it was going to happen. But you how know, can they not? Well, you know, you, you should have seen this. 17 years ago, yeah. there was an article written in the Cape Times by a now deceased um, journalist. And, and for the, I know his first name was Brian. For the life of me, I can't remember his surname. 17 years ago, Sergi. Hmm. And he predicted. That this was going to happen. Not only was that this was going to happen, he predicted it would be April of 2018. And he predicted that in 2001. Wow. Now, he's not, he's not sort of some Sangoma, Sangoma thing. He was, he was a writer. He was a, a, a journalist. Hmm. But he saw it coming. Hmm. Now, how come the Cape um, did not, didn't take cognizance of it then and go, Maybe he's got something here, hmm. and maybe we should start looking into this. Not hmm. again, leave it till the last moment. But they did not. They didn't. So look now, at, now they're struggling. The res- look at the response from the from the minister. I said, I think the way the tourism sector has dealt with it in Cape Town has been admirable. Okay, but it's, it has inevitably had a negative impact yeah, on course. arrivals, of course. Uh, but I think it will pass. That, that, that sounds too. I mean, it's too wishy washy. Yeah, I mean, you, like too. But you know, just that, not the, so serious. No, well, he's got water. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, sir. Um, but but now, having travelled to game reserves as I have over the last few weeks, and talking to international tourists, hmm. they're all aware of the water shortage. Um, some of them are, are taking water with them on the planes, and it seems like planes are allowing people to carry water on board. Of course, they five, have to in, five liters instead of, of their, their, uh, their extra luggage. luggage. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of extra luggage, you, you also know what business travelers are doing because mm-hmm. of the uh, the uh, the drought. Mm-hmm. So they will go to Cape Town, do their conferences, do their meetings, and all of that. But you, initially, you know, they will stay two, three, four, five more days. Yeah, to actually now they're see come around. turning around now and coming they're, out. Naturally, coming to Johannesburg yeah. and go to other provinces because instead of staying, they do what they need to do and they just get out and yeah. come to other provinces and just 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 find something else to do. Because I mean, look at mining in Daba. Many of the guys is not. Not even stay overnight. Yeah. Typically, money in Dubai, many of them would take up hotel rooms. Yeah, well, they go, will um, the getaway Cape Town yes. show has been cancelled. It has to Beca- be because of that. Oh, uh, it's going to be interesting because uh, we've got um, the Cape Argus coming up. I think in in a week's time or two weeks' time. Are it's you Easter sure weekend. that's going to happen? It is going to happen because what um, the sponsors have done is they have bought 
water. They have bought like a million rands worth of water, Eish. which they are going to give to underprivileged communities. Okay. Um, so they've taken, they, they become proactive. It's also a nice marketing ploy for them. Look what we're doing type of thing. <laughs> um, it's going to be interesting to see what. But where do you find the water from? They, who knows? Somebody's making money out of this. Somebody's, <laughs> you, actually, you see what we are talking about? Somebody is making because all of this buying water, buying water, where are those water coming yeah. from? Supposedly the water is coming from streams that they found on the mountain. And How can we channel the streams to the city? No. Listen. If the stream has that much water, Soji, how can we charge it to the city? Were, and I were civil engineers. We yeah. wouldn't be sitting here. We'd be in Cape Town making a huge amount of money on teaching them how to reroute <laughs> their water supply. But that's not what we're all about. We're here and uh, we, we're talking about, uh, about travel here mm. on, on um, Explore Africa. He's also saying that um, there's a decline in tourism from China. And we know that there is a connection there with Chinese and our government. And that's a huge market hmm. because they come, uh, the Chinese um, and Asians come here in droves. They really and truly do. Hmm. Um, and again, they, they come and, and they go to casinos. I've never quite understood that. You've got casinos in China, people. Come see our wildlife. You know, there was a, there was a lovely, and we, I'm going to talk about it just now because um, I've, I've used this. Uh, you you said to me earlier we're going to we're going to dig into this in a moment or two. Um, it's Ghana's anniversary yes, of independence. Uh, independence so they they saying, see Ghana, feel Ghana, wear Ghana, and eat Ghana. Yeah. In other words, buy Ghana. Just buy Ghanaian. <laughs> um, and you and I have had this discussion. I've had it with the editors, yeah. with John, who's the um, editor of Nomad Magazine. I love Ghana. I really yeah. and truly do. And looking at your yeah, shirt, nice I have some Ghanaian shirts <laughs> at, oh, really? at home yeah, as well. This yeah. is my Ghanaian That's uh, your Ghanaian uh, shirt. Ankara. <laughs> yeah, and unfortunately, this is radio and not television. People can't so see So you it. can see. No, we'll have to take a photograph. My fancy Ghanaian shirt. I'll take a photograph and post it later <laughs> on, on my Facebook book page um, and I've said the same about South Africa and I've mm. gotten into trouble before I said come to South Africa see our wildlife and eat it mm. and people don't like that they don't want to but but why is there a decline in uh, tourism from Ghana what can we attribute that to well I don't know so much about decline in tourism from Ghana I think the, the, they were talking more about from overseas numbers um, but it would be nice if we could increase the number of tourists coming from Africa hmm. rather than coming from outside of Africa yeah. because we've, we've got it all here. And then the, the reciprocity for that would be South Africans going into Africa rather than going to, to Paris, Rome, or New York, which is London, Paris, Rome, New York, yeah. which seems to be the four that everybody puts, <laughs> uh, puts on, on a bucket list. But uh, we'll, we'll look at that. And what we're going to be looking at after the break, we're going to be looking at um, Ghanaian tourism. We're also going to be talking to a representative from Rotosa, um, the executive in charge of research and information management, uh, Mandin Yanye. I think he's how he pre Simba is his first name. I'll get him to pronounce his surname. Then I'll see if he can pronounce mine, so we we don't feel like we um, are doing each other. But he will be he's representing the uh, Rotosa, and they are the regional tourism organisation of Southern Africa. Don't go away. We'll be back after this. <laughs> 
brand new travel show, Explore Africa, midday Central Africa time. The show will take a holistic view of travel on the African continent as well as the Indian Ocean Islands. There will be travel updates, a look at business destinations, interviews and competitions. Cultural travel, a new and growing market, will be covered in depth from Cape to Cairo. David will also be advising on unique destinations that will allow listeners the opportunity to discover hidden gems on our continent. Africa Business Radio, your one-stop resource platform for all things business news, economy, leadership, productivity, investment, and more. ABR, towards a profitable Africa. The show is Explore Africa. I'm David Batsoff, and this is Africa Business Radio, towards a more profitable Africa. And the show is sponsored by um, Nomad Africa magazine, celebrating the world's richest continent. Now, talking about celebrations on our continent, the Ghana Tourism Authority launches a paragliding festival. Um, This is to mark their... uh, Ghana, if I'm not mistaken, was the first African country to get independence. Yes, I mean... So they said... They're going to celebrate in style. They're going to put people into their air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is the 2018 Kwahu Paragliding Festival, and the theme is You Too Can Fly. <laughs> I'm, I'm weary, I have to say. Paragliding in, in Ghana, though. Yeah. I don't know what to think. No, l- hey, listen, you can paraglide anywhere. I've para- pra- paraglided, paraglidden, what would the correct word be, um, <laughs> over the Victoria Falls, and that was scary. Because mm. you're flying along the falls and then all of a sudden there's nothing beneath you. Because mm. now you've you've flown over the lip of the falls. So it's all very interesting and your stomach does very strange things at the mm. end of the day. Mm. And of course, uh, this announcement was uh, was made early, uh, early this year actually mm. about the uh, the launching of the Prague Gliding Festival. But I think... Uh, uh, um, but I think uh, also, I mean, it can't be all about paragliding. There's going to be a couple of other things. No, like I'm sure there's going to be about music. By Ghana. Yeah. It's Ghana. We're See Ghana. Ghana. We're See Ghana. Ghana. Do everything. <laughs> Even marry but, Ghana. <laughs> marry Ghanaians. Yeah. You, then, you, then you don't need to worry about an AU passport. Then you've got yeah. a Ghanaian passport. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if that's any, yeah. how You actually going to have uh, an ECOWAS passport. You, from West Africa. Yeah. 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 Um, so the chief executive officer of the Ghana Tourism Authority says that tourism and you see this is a recurring theme yeah. every country we talk about on this show recurring theme one of the key sectors of their economy and it's the mandate of the authority to stabilize the industry and to make proper stock of all tourism infrastructure and I think that's a great idea mm. um, I didn't know about this mountain range in Ghana I can't even pronounce the name yeah Numa Numa there you go uh, and it, the the event will take place March the 30th to April the 2nd so that's, yes, that's the Easter weekend three four days yeah yep. Easter weekend actually it's the Easter weekend yeah, yeah. Um, and the flying fee will only cost you 250 50 cities yep. yeah a flying fee so you two can fly so you two can fly, fly. <laughs> sponsor somebody they can fly in your name come on um, but you have to fly properly to Ghana first. Yeah, first, yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize how long that flight is. It's six hours uh, and a time change. Six, a two, seven hours. Yeah, and a two-hour mm-hmm. time no, change. Ghana is two hours behind. Behind us, yeah. So uh, seven it's, hours, actually. It's always very strange when you fl- you're flying on the African continent. Yeah. 
and now you're either behind or ahead, depending on yeah, whether you're I mean, East Coast or West Coast. Yeah, it is. And then you is. forget when you phone people that yeah, you think it's time. 8 o'clock and it's only, you know, 6 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. yeah. Years, years ago, I had to do an interview with a young lady from Sky News, hmm. um, and I forgot about the time change. And the show that I was doing was at 6 a.m., and I said, I'll call you at 6. But I forgot it was 4 o'clock in the morning Whoa. in England when I phoned her. And I'll give her her due. I woke her up. But in two oh seconds, God. she was professional and she was ready to oh talk to God. me. <laughs> and we were talking weather. She was the weather presenter on Sky News. Wow. And, and I found her very interesting. So mm. it can happen. Just be aware of that when you… Um, You're flying to when you Ghana fly for this Dubai. festival. <laughs> yeah. But now they're saying, um, this gentleman is saying that the… Um, they've changed the new takeoff point. So obviously they've had they've had paragliding there before hmm. um, because only one pilot could fly at a time. Now they want to expand the takeoff point because they want up to four pilots to be flying simultaneously. Hmm. Also work, working uh, with the pilots to ensure that the fly time is managed properly so that a lot of people can fly. The skies are going to be full of paragliders. Hmm. I just hope that they've got safety in, in place so that nobody crashes into each other. New pavilions have been built on site already to accommodate the the tourism or tourists in a relaxed atmosphere while they wait their turn to fly. But I don't think everybody's going to fly. Surely that if one person flies, he's going to bring at least a wife or a girlfriend or a husband along Hmm. To to be a spectator, you don't want to do this by yourself. You want people to watch you and be amazed at what hmm. you can do. And they're also bringing the top ten pilots from around the world to ensure the success of the events. And they're making every effort to train twelve local pilots who would partake um, in the event in years to come. Hmm. But now, why must they look at top ten pilots from around the world? Let's pick the top 10 African pilots and put them there because they've got to be. They've got to be African pilots. I know mm. we've got South African mm. um, champions, so mm. let's use that. Mm. Um, so they're looking at ministry. Of, this is what you were saying about earlier, Soji. Mm. They're looking at tapping into everything. So they've got the minister of roads, the tourism, parks, gardens, all of that sort of thing um, involved. So that, at the end of the day, the road to get to the top of the mountain is properly looked after. Hmm. All of that sort of things. All of those sort of things. Um, there's also, they're looking at training national and um, community-specific guards and the up um, upgrading of the Kintampo waterfalls. Didn't know there were waterfalls. Hmm. Well, now I've learned something. And he's, as uh, we were saying, he's calling on stakeholders to come on board, support the event, and he mm. urged Ghanaians to take advantage of the event by seeing Ghana, feeling Ghana, wearing Ghana, <laughs> Ghana. Eating, eating Ghana. Go Ghana. That's what I say. Mm. Um, and, and again, not necessarily only international tourists. And I think this is where we've got to look at internal travel, both mm. on the African continent and within your own country. Even mm. within your own city, you can, you can get people to visit other parts of it. Hmm. Do we have Simba on the line? Yes, we have Simba oh, on the line. Okay. Yeah. Simba, can you hear me? Can he hear me? Uh, it's Simba? Hello? I don't hear anybody. 
miracle of modern technology. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go again. With Hi, Simba. No. Hello, Simba. Okay, we'll, we'll we'll get this working in just a moment. We're going to be talking to Simba, um, who's the executive research and information management, and he's had more than twenty years' experience in the tourism sector, and he's going to be representing the um, regional tourism organisation of Southern Africa. That's Ritosa, and it's a Southern African development community. That's SADC. A body responsibility for the development of tourism and regional destination marking across the 15 Africa, Southern African countries, and that includes Angola, Botswana, the Democratic Republic of Congo, Lesotho, Madagascar, Malawi, Mauritius, Mozambique, Namibia, Seychelles, South Africa, Swaziland, Tanzania, Zambia, and Zimbabwe. And I'm wondering... If by extension, when you mentioned when I mentioned Tanzania, it looks at um, Zanzibar as well, because those two go hand in hand. So maybe we're there. Uh, we're going to go to an ad break. When we come back, hopefully we'll have Simba on the line. Please don't go away. Africa Business Radio, your one-stop resource platform for all things business news, economy, leadership, productivity, investment, and more. ABR, towards a profitable Africa. A new tribe is emerging, a tribe where Africans, leaders, entrepreneurs, Change agents, disruptors, founders, and idea junkies congregate to provide sustainable solutions that meet the needs of communities, cities, countries, and our very own continent. They're the ones whose dreams, when merged with opportunity, create one of our greatest commodity. They're the driving force behind entrepreneurship and leadership. Do you want to be a part of this? Join us on Trap Talk where we congregate the tribe of African entrepreneurs on Africa Business Radio towards a profitable Africa. Looking to get your daily market news and views? Want to be better informed as you navigate the workplace? Or are you just looking for inspiration or perspective on your entrepreneurial journey? Join me and Jamal on, on the Mountain, Mountain Pot Show. Show. It's called the Mountain Pot because it brings together a wide range of professional matters, entrepreneurial news, opinions, and debates for Africans by Africans. Catch my live stream show Monday to Friday from 3 to 5 p.m. Central African Time. Or download my podcast on www.africabusinessradio.com. Africa Business Radio, towards a profitable Africa. Struggle against your pain, against your trouble 
Sometimes you feel the world moves on without you, yes. And in those times where you have fear, believe in love and change. You're in a place where you're stuck, you're hurt, no trust, your blood. Just remember, remember all you've achieved. Go back and be, ignite your dreams, connect to your Africa. I'm David Batsoff and welcome to the show. It's pre- presented here on Africa Business Radio, which is to more, towards a more profitable Africa and presented by Nomad Africa magazine, celebrating the world's richest continent. Now, I believe we have Simba on the line. Simba, can you hear me? I can hear you. Ah, there we go. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Um, I would ask you to pronounce my surname if you can pronounce yours, but uh, you may not have heard mine. But how do you pronounce your surname? Well, it's very easy and it's very short. It's Mandi Nyenya. Mandi Nyenya. Yes. May I call you Simba? Please. Okay. Simba, tell me a bit about Ratosa. What is it and, and what does it stand for? 
uh, <clears throat> Retosa is uh, in full is the regional tourism organization of Southern Africa. Uh, it's an institution of SADC and uh, responsible or mandated uh, to promote and to facilitate tourism development across the region for all the member states. <clears throat> and uh, the main uh, focus area is to market SADAC as a single destination uh, within and outside the region to the to the whole world. Right. Now, I was, I was going through the names uh, while we were waiting for you to come on the line, and I noticed two omissions, and, and maybe I'm wrong. The one is because you speak of Democratic Republic of Congo. What about Congo-Brazzaville? And then although you mentioned Tanzania, or I did, what about Zanzibar? Yes. Uh, Zanzibar is part of uh, Tanzania. Okay. So, yes. So it is yes, involved. So it is it is involved. Okay. And uh, however, the Congo Brazzaville is not part of SADAC. Oh, okay. Uh, whereas the uh, Congo, mm-hmm. it is part of SADAC. Oh, yes. Okay. That's and why they our member. Okay, I'm with you on that one. Now, and where are you? Where are your offices based? Are you based here in in South Africa? Yes, for some reason, the member states decided that uh, uh, at the restructuring of SADC Secretariat, where most of the sectors uh, after restructuring went to uh, head office in Gaborun, right. the tourism sector, the member states decided that uh, <clears throat> it was strategic to have Retosa uh, located in South Africa. So we are yes, here in Johannesburg, Midrand. Okay, and and what is what is the plan going forward now? Do do you have sort of a short, medium, and long term plan to increase tourism into the region? Because we were saying just before you joined us on air, there is such a, a vast wealth of tourism opportunities in all those countries that I mentioned earlier that that need to be promoted on an ongoing basis, not only to the rest of the world but also to Africa itself. Indeed, indeed. Uh, in fact, we just completed our new strategic plan. Uh, what has happened is that uh, from 2012 uh, up to last year, 2017, uh, we went through a restructuring process. And uh, last year, the member states approved a new structure of Retosa with a renewed mandate. And uh, in the past, Retosa was uh, dealing with the, all issues uh, pertaining to tourism, including policy issues. With the new structure, what has happened is that uh, the permanent secretaries of tourism in the member states or the director generals, as it is here in South Africa, uh, <clears throat> have now moved out of the board of Retosa. They are no longer a uh, board of directors. Right. Uh, and what has happened is that we are now in the process, or let me say the member states are in the process of establishing a tourism unit 
at the SADC Secretariat, and that unit will be responsible for tourism policy, the harmonization of uh, policies and uh, dealing with the policy issues that uh, negatively impact on tourism development. Okay. And uh, what, what has happened is that TOSA now has been left uh, with the responsibility of uh, marketing and implementation of uh, developmental programs. And are you going to be working in in order to, to sort of bring parity between all of the tourism departments so everybody's working off the same page? Or is each country, each province, going, maybe even each town going to say, no, we want to do it this way? Uh, you, you know, the, the, the beauty about uh, Southern Africa is that uh, it's a vast area and uh, with a varied, um, and in some cases, each member state or area with unique products. Uh, so, so for us, that is a big advantage as we go out into the world to market the destination. But also it allows within the region uh, we are pushing that our people should be able to explore, to move uh, easily and uh, freely from one country to the other to see what uh, the neighboring countries are offering. I was uh, so. Yes, I, I was saying at the top of the show. I tried to apl- uh, apply for a, an AU passport earlier this week, uh, but was unsuccessful yes. because they're not available yet. I want one now. I don't want to wait until twenty twenty for mine. You, you know, it's a process. <laughs> uh, I, I think it, 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 it's a plus that uh, the leadership, the political leadership, have seen it uh, fit to have uh, passports uh, for the African citizens. Mm. Uh, but it's a process. What we have said is that uh, even as we establish, uh, because the idea is also to have a tourism unit at the African Union. But right. uh, even as we established those structures at the continental level, we are saying it is critical that uh, at the regional level, let's also have very strong structures. So I must say that Southern Africa uh, is, is way, way ahead in terms of having a, a robust institution uh, framework that is promoting tourism. And but we are now looking at West Africa, mm-hmm. who, of course, when you look at the issue of a passport, they, are, they have moved much ahead of the rest of the other regions on the continent in that they have um, a, a, a regional passport that allows citizens in that part of the mm-hmm. continent to cross the borders. Um, East Africa um, and North Africa. So the idea really is let's strengthen the uh, regional blocks. Uh, particularly the tourism uh, assistance. Uh, and, and as we do that, it, it becomes easier to go to the continental level. Are you also going to look at various green initiatives on the continent, um, Simba? That is an issue that is very critical. For us in Southern Africa, uh, we are already in the process of establishing structures at both the national level and the regional level, we already have a forum on sustainable tourism development. And uh, the focus, of course, as you will know, now at the global level 
is that we must focus and look at both the production side, uh, which is the supply side, as well as the consumption side, the demand side, and say uh, our systems of production, uh, are they sustainable in terms of the resources that we are, uh, are producing mm-hmm. and supplying to the market? On the other hand, on the other side, are we consuming uh, the, the tourism products that are produced in a sustainable way? So we are working very stro- uh, uh, strongly. Uh, we have a strong relationship with the World Tourism Organization um, to, 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 on that program of sustainable tourism development. When things like uh, what's just happened in the last couple of days with the listeriosis outbreak, do, does Ritosa get involved in that at all? Because I'm sure that people are now concerned about coming to South Africa and eating certain of our meat products, or maybe these meat products have gone over our borders into neighboring countries. Is it something that you guys will look into, or is that outside um, your area of expertise? Uh, let me say, indeed, it is uh, outside of our area of expertise, because we are not experts in the area of health. Right. But what happens is that such a, a, an issue like that has a serious impact, serious negative impact uh, on tourism. And our experience uh, over the years is that when there is a, an, a, a big issue that impacts tourism in South Africa, right. that issue also impacts tourism uh, across our region. And you will know, of course, with, uh, for instance, the outbreak of Ebola mm. years back, it affected the whole continent because the outside market, uh, they really cannot distinguish between South, North, West, East Africa. <laughs> yeah. It's just Africa. It's Africa. <laughs> yeah. So we, we then try as much as possible to work with the relevant authorities mm. Uh, ministries of uh, responsible for healthy uh, in ensuring that uh, first and foremost uh, outbreaks like those are contained but also most importantly that the correct information is provided uh, to the market because you you know as well as I do that what I like to call anti-social media Facebook specifically tends to spread rumors and false information so quickly that by the time the real information is fed into into the system or to the media, everybody's believing the damage, the, 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 the damage has already been done. Yes. Yeah. Yes, but uh, sometimes you, we, we really just have to, to, to work because when you look at the issue of health, mm. uh, it is important that we are dealing with facts uh, rather than uh, to misinform the market and then get the whole thing worse. Uh, we are happy with the response that uh, the authorities have taken with regards to, 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 to the disease. Uh, information now is out there and uh, processes and procedures are in place to contain it. Um, we, 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 we are happy with the, the processes that are being taken. Do you, I'm gonna, can I put you on the spot, Simba? Do you have a favorite country to visit on the African continent? 
you know, when you talk of African continent, it, it becomes a bit of a challenge for me because <laughs> our focus, our focus as Retosa, yeah, is Southern Africa. Okay. Um, but uh, if you are looking at the continent at large, um, I I am afraid there are so many beautiful destinations uh, across this continent. And uh, I would be lying to say I prefer this is the best <laughs> because there are so many best co- destinations on the continent. The, the, be- the best place for you is where you find yourself at whatever time it actually is. So if this is Tuesday and and you're in Midrand, then Midrand is cool. But if it's Thursday and you're in Cape Town, then Cape Town is the best place. Indeed. (laughs) uh, I'm giving you an out, Simba. (laughs) You know, just go to to, to Namibia. Yeah. uh, Desert, where you find that... uh, Rarely do you find a place where the desert Mm. is. With with the sea, yeah, uh, this is, that's a unique product that you will find. It it certainly and, uh, is. You go to Victoria Falls. Uh, you cannot compare that with the, any other on the continent. No, true. Uh, you, you look at the wildlife across. You go to destinations like Seychelles, um, the islands. So, so you know it's very difficult. You were talking of Zanzibar. Uh, you, you look at the coastal areas uh, 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 along uh, the Mozambican beach, uh, the co- along mm. the Mozambican coastline. I mean, the, the, the product that we have uh, is truly is spectacular there. Spectacular. You know, I, I mentioned just before you joined us on air, although you might have heard we were talking about um, Ghana. It's their coming up the anniversary of their independence and they're going to be holding a paragliding competition. And uh, one of the ministers there called on everybody involved. And in fact, he urged Ghanaians to see, feel, wear and eat Ghana, which Soji and I thought was a really good idea. And maybe this is something that Ratosa can can look at with their um with with their member countries that each country takes takes this on you know like see Mozambique feel Mozambique that type of thing and make people proud not only to be Mozambicans but make people Africans want to visit that particular country. In fact, uh, uh, when you look at the statistics uh, across the globe, when you look at the mature destinations, Europe. Uh, the North America uh, and so on in Asia now, which has become the, the, the largest market. Uh, the truth is that it is the intra-regional tourism that makes those destinations great, mm. that makes those destinations what they are. Yeah, And indeed, this is uh, the issue. Earlier on, you mentioned the issue of uh, the uh, passport uh, for for Africans to be able to move across. Mm. Uh, That really is the issue. And uh, we faced a lot of, uh, you know, challenges uh, as a a destination in terms of uh, issues of accessibility, uh, in terms of uh, the infrastructure to allow for easy travel across our region. And I'm happy to say, over the last five years or so, if you look at our 
our member states, there has been a lot of investment uh, in terms of modernization and expansion of the airports. Uh, there is a move towards the liberalization of, uh, you know, the visa regime mm. uh, for, for citizens of SADAC. Uh, so, so these are, are things that are now happening that allow us now to say, let's indeed focus uh, in, uh, on growing our regional tourism, on growing intra uh, and inter-regional tourism on the continent. Uh, what, what, what we are also doing as a sector is to say that uh, the, 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 the private sector, the business side of it, the supply side must also respond by providing products that are, you know, uh, within reach mm. of our people. But, uh, because but, what has happened in the past is that the product that we were supplying on the market was targeted at foreigners. Mm. And this is something that we are now working at seriously as a sector. Well, I think that's a good idea. And I've always said you should become a tourist in your own city because there are many people in many cities that only live within their suburbs or suburbs very close to them and very few sort of tend to, if they live in the east, tend to go to the west or if they live in the north, tend to go to the south. And if you just did that on a weekend, drove out of your driveway and turned left instead of right, you may find a whole new vista open for you of of experiences that you don't even have to leave your city to enjoy. Exactly. I mean, if you look at... Uh the, the, the new slogan that uh, South Africa here has taken of we do tourism. They are calling on all citizens to say tourism is our business, tourism is your business. Mm. We all do tourism. So, so yes, uh, member states themselves at the national level are responding to that because there is that realization that uh, you need to take the domestic market seriously you also need to take the regional market uh, seriously. And of course, to promote uh, <clears throat> inter-regional tourism across the continent. I mean, when you look at uh, a, a market like uh, Nigeria, it is a huge market that uh, over the years we've been ignoring. Uh, but yes, now, uh, member states, uh, regions are looking at tourism within our continent uh, and we are saying, first and foremost, let's do tourism uh, in our region uh, and on our continent. Simba, in, in wrapping up, and thank you so much for joining me on air, is there a message that you want to convey to people who are listening to the show today who are thinking maybe of going on a holiday somewhere and thinking, as I said to, to Soji earlier, they always think London, Paris, Rome, New York. Should that be changed with sort of Lagos, Accra, Johannesburg, and um, I don't know, Nairobi perhaps? Indeed, indeed. We, I think what is critical for our people is that uh, we can only make ourselves what we want to be uh, as Africans. Uh, it is critical also in the process to make sure that uh, the growth of our tourism uh, is done in a sustainable manner. So it is not just the consumer, it is also the authorities, the governments at central level, at local level, that must also do a lot more work to ensure that uh, we create a conducive environment 
for our own people to be involved in the tourism business. You know, if you go to the mature destinations in the world, it is the small business operator that makes the tourism industry tick. So if we are going to grow our tourism and to make tourism beneficial to the generality of our people, it is critical that the, the small operators are facilitated, they are incentivized, and they are part and parcel of the growth of this important sector. Simba, thank you so much. I think you should be the new Minister of Tourism. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have an excellent minister in Minister Anikom here in South it's Africa. It's good to have him back in, at, at, the, at the helm, so to speak. Simba, thank you so much for, for chatting to us, and I do hope to chat to you again in the not-too-distant future. Many thanks to you, and... Uh, Good afternoon to the uh, listeners. Good afternoon to you. That was Mr. Simba Mandinyaya, who is the Executive for Research and Information Management at the Regional Tourism Organization of Southern Africa, which is Ritosa. Now we've learned an inordinate amount about uh, what's going on within our continent and on our continent. I think that's, uh, that's stunning. We're going to go to an ad break. And when we come back, uh, we're going to look at this week's uh, Africa destination, which is Lesotho. Brand new travel show, Explore Africa, Midday Central Africa time. The show will take a holistic view of travel on the African continent as well as the Indian Ocean Islands. There will be travel updates, a look at business destinations, interviews and competitions. Cultural travel, a new and growing market, will be covered in depth from Cape to Cairo. David will also be advising on unique destinations that will allow listeners the opportunity to discover hidden gems on our continent. And we're back. My name is David Batsoffin. The show is called Explore Africa. You're listening to it here on Africa Business Radio towards a more profitable Africa. And it's brought to you by Nomad Africa magazine, celebrating the world's richest continent. And uh, my thanks to Simba for joining me on air. What an interesting conversation. And remember, you can listen to the podcast. If, you'd, if you missed something that he said or you just want to re-listen to that, you can um, find it on this particular platform or you can go to my blog which is www.davidbatsoffin.com and um, the podcast should be up within the next day or so now we're going to be talking traveling around africa one of my favorite countries um, landlocked though it may be and unbeknown to a lot of south africans supplies a lot of the water to gauteng via the lesotho highlands water scheme um, Soji and I were talking earlier about channeling water in Cape Town. If we'd only been involved in this Highlands Water Project, we would be wealthy men today. But anyway, it's called, it's not called Africa's Mountain Kingdom for nothing. And in fact, it featured, <clears throat> pardon me, on one, on a gold mining program because they've got, there's gold, no, not gold, diamonds in that area and people went there to go and search for diamonds and fight with each other which is what reality tv seems to be all about machinery that breaks down cars that can't get them to the destination and then they want to beat up on people for some obscure reason but anyway the mountain kingdom has an array of mountains i mean really um, it is beautiful now they say that you should visit there as a couple or as a group of friends why can't you travel alone unless you're doing Sani Pass? Don't do Sani Pass alone, people. Well, it's scary. 
unless listen, some people I suppose I for for me I like being in a group, but I like being alone. If I'm on a game drive vehicle, my wife, bless her, has come to learn. Don't touch me when I'm taking photographs. Um, she tends to do that at the critical moment. <laughs> and I have blurred so many shots because of her. So she now learns. She doesn't even sit in the same seating as me. Sit behind me, sit in front of me. But if you sit next to me and you touch me, words are going to be exchanged. Um, Lesotho, uh, so what I was saying there is, yes, you can go alone if you want because you can meet up with people. I mean, they've got Tiffendale skiing in Lesotho. Have you been to Lesotho Yes, before? I have. I haven't actually. Haven't I haven't had the opportunity. No, I think I, I should this it, year. It's it's a I mean, wonderful like, destination. I, I look at pictures and I see wonderful landscape. No, it's like, glorious. Beautiful. The yeah. mountains and... Soji, listen, you come from up north, well, up east. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, no, up west. So west. why must... <laughs> eventually I'll get the right, <laughs> the, the right geographic <laughs> location for you. But we have... Within driving distance, I mean, Lesotho from Joburg is, I think, five hours. Is it five, 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 six five hours. hours? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I did once stay at a resort just on this side of the Lesotho border. Hmm. You could actually see the border control from, from our chalet. Hmm. And somebody at just the other side of the border was having a huge party. And the music, you could hear it all over Lesotho and over <laughs> most of the free state. And I said to the owner of the property we were staying at, why don't you complain? He said, I can't. Complain. Because, no, because that's an independent country. If I go across there, it becomes an oh, international incident. Yes, international yeah. problems. So we just have to bite the bullet on this one. We'll give you earplugs. We'll put you in a room that's further back. I think Lesotho looks like a country I like to live in. I just love the mountains. Like the mountains are... Very close to nature. They, look, it is. Um, and they've also got a series of natural reserves there that people yeah. don't know about. They've yeah. got um, very prolific bird life, including, mm. but not limited to, bearded vultures. Oh, and, and really? I, yeah. And I have a thing about vultures. Like, I have a thing for hyenas. I do be, no, I think they're the coolest animals on the planet, both vultures and hyenas. Hyena? Yeah, hyenas. Ugly have, hyena. No, they're not ugly. They, they are gorgeous. Okay, <clears throat> gorgeous hyena in, in your words. In my words. <laughs> Disney has a lot to answer for. Those three hyenas in, what is it, Ed, uh, Bonsai, and Shing. Where, where did they get them from? Obviously. That was in the, the Lion King. Oh, and they, yeah. they're, they're uncool characters. They're yeah. the evil. Yes, you yes, see, they're yes, evil. Hyenas. And they're not. They're not. They're really nice. But anyway, they've also got Reebok there. Hmm. Um, not the shoe brand, but the actual animal. And you can also visit now, Sani Pass. <clears throat> Pardon me. Sani Pass is gets up to 2,874 meters above sea level. Okay. Okay, put that into perspective. Um, base camp at Everest. 6,000 meters. Hmm. Uh, Kilimanjaro, 5895. Uh, it's not quite the highest because I think the Drakensberg have a peak at just over 3,000 meters. But it's still, from what I can gather, those that have driven it, hmm. it's a scary ride up. There's hmm. a pub at the top of Sani Pass that really? if you've made it up and you can't go up you see where in I a want convertible. To visit, uh, you've got to go up in a 4x4. Four four. Hmm. You know, you've got to go up in a serious vehicle, a vehicle that knows how to climb mountains. Hmm. And then right at the top of the pass, hmm. you've got this little pub that you can stop and have dinner at or maybe even stay over. Hmm. There are waterfalls. Yeah, there are waterfalls. Um, which are I didn't know about. Um, I suppose. looking at a particular waterfall. 
You are. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, I was was taking them out yesterday. La, la Pakwa. Yeah. La Pakwa. Yeah. They are beautiful. That's in the Bonang uh, okay. Bokong Nature Reserve. Peached, perched, peached. I'm thinking. I'm thinking ahead for lunch. Perched on the edge of a 100 meter cliff hmm. overlooking this waterfall. If you're into hiking and relaxation, yes. this is the place to yeah, go. It's the then, place to go. Actually. You know, the, the thing is, everybody goes. And if we're going to major cities, doesn't mm. matter where they are, there's always something to do. There are museums, there are art galleries, there are markets, and everybody just wants to run. Mm. My wife, if you give her three minutes, she will find an art gallery and go and look there. Mm. Me, I'd rather sit on a bench, have a cup of coffee, and watch the party, passing parade. Mm. I love people watching. I really and truly do. Mm. And taking photographs of them. But that's neither here nor there. And in the Sutu, you are going to find that. You don't need a visa to get in there, yeah. to the best of my knowledge, yeah. um, which is which is really cool. But the accommodations are quite expensive, actually. Have you seen the hotel up at night? Yeah, it's a hundred and thirty-five dollars, three three star, five star. That's five star. You can you no can five star. You're gonna pay up to about four thousand rand yeah. per night for five yeah. star. But now listen, if you think about it, I got an email yesterday, hmm. um, a new lodge that's opened here in southern South Africa. I won't mention the name, but the cost there is fifty-eight thousand rand a night in Joburg. No, it's down in the Western Cape. I'll say no more. Fifty-eight thousand rand a night, and then a I Western Cape Town yeah, an area. And then I went and I re-looked at it. it is it, it the whole house? It's a. This is what. This is where the trick comes. It's twelve. Oh. Twelve people, and it's single use. So you have to take the entire house. Okay, so if you divide, entire house. yeah. So if you divide twelve into fifty-eight, yeah. it's roughly four thousand rand a night, which is which not is too not expensive. Bad, yeah. If you're looking at top game reserves where you can pay up to nine, ten thousand rand yeah. a night, so it's for, relatively for, cheap. For, for, for a group uh, kind of uh, uh, trip, I mean, that that would be a good that, one. that would be that would be ideal. Yeah, it's but more you, like you guys are staying in a five-star uh, no, accommodation. Yeah. You know, just no. This is like seven-star accommodation. At, oh, at, not even five star. Not even five star. They've <laughs> gone be, above and beyond. But they're also talking a self-catering river lodge, $22 per night. And what's the going mm. rate What's the going rate on dollars at the moment? 11. Mm. So 242 rand a night. That's not too shabby. Mm. That's that's doable. Mm. Um, but then again, it's self-catering. So you've got to take all your stuff with you. Um, and at in the national parks um, and at Sabi Lodge, Sani Lodge, you can find accommodation starting at ten dollars, which is a hundred rand a night. Yeah, um, and some rooms at even six dollars. So depending, if you just want a bed, I, I suppose that's with that shared probably ablution. Probably like a backpack kind of. It's a backpacking, yeah. Lesotho, as we said earlier, has a list of countries that do require a visa and mm. those who don't. So there is a list. Um, you can use either their currency called the loti. Which is the the Lottie L O T I? I've never heard of it, um, and it's the same value as the S A Rand. Mm. So it's one for one. Mm. It's called the Malotti. The plural would be Malotti. Um, if you have, <laughs> but but we're so poor, we only have one Lotti. We we can't afford multiple ones, um, and it's only available in Maseru. So if you're going to travel outside of Maseru, which is the capital, then you. Um, I, I heard you can spend your. No, rand. you can spend. You can spend yeah. rands. You can spend rands in Mozambique as well. Um, day flights you can fly you you can drive um, to Can the border post which is at Fixburg plus? what the flights again about 3, uh, flights plus. cost from 530 to 700 dollars hmm. 
uh, which is expensive. But again, there's probably only one airline that flies there, and that's and it's just over an hour from Johannesburg to to Maputo. Um, I remember when I went, you talked, you asked me if I'd been. Um, I flew into Maputo, hmm. or I drove in. I can't remember, but I know that I drove out to take somebody to Bloom, and I forgot to get my passport stamped. So oh. when I ca- stamped going out, I sta- got it stamped going in. So when I returned, the border official said, but hang on a second, you've got an inside stamp. You don't have an out- outward stamp. So now you're coming back in. Where have you been and how did you get out? <laughs> there was a lot of talking required before um, be- that would allow me to, to come back in. Few countries um, as off the beaten track as Lesotho, it's landlocked. Yes, um, totally land, landlocked. It has no sea, um, so to speak. Mm. But I suppose it's with, if, when you've got the waterfalls, um, and the the one falls holds the Guinness Book of World Record for the highest yes, so commercially have, run app sale. They actually have a lot of scientists that's got uh, uh, these uh, uh, UNESCO's uh, that are UNESCO uh, heritage uh, sites. Yeah. I don't know if I wanted to jump or abseil down a 204-meter cliff. I've, quite I've done it off a 20-meter building in Cape something. Town, and that was scary. That is quite yeah, I don't, I don't like those sort of things. That is quite something. So here's something for you. So yet another place for you to go to. Um, you can, as we said, you can drive down. You can fly down. Um, well, and depending on where you're coming from, obviously you have to get to probably Johannesburg first, or get to South Africa. Y- first. Yes, obviously uh, there's no there's yeah. no international flights that fly to directly Maseru. to Maseru. So you you could probably do Durban, Cape Town, mm. Johannesburg, uh, perhaps even Port which, Elizabeth, which, which is the closest. What province is this? It is, uh, uh, Free State. Free Bloemfontein. State. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's easy to just fly yeah. to. And from Bloemfontein, yeah. you can drive. Yeah. Fly to Bloemfontein. Less than an hour. Yeah. All right. Well, that's just about our show for today. Um, I do hope that you've enjoyed what we've presented you and that maybe it's given you some food for thought. Remember, the show is brought to you here on Africa Business Radio towards a more profitable Africa. It's brought to you by Nomad Africa Magazine, celebrating the world's best continent and once again that uh, contact information you can listen to the podcast on www.davidbatsoffin.com you can find it here on this uh, platform as well you can tweet us at africa biz radio or at david batsoffin and you can check the facebook africa business radio or F- um, david batsoffin or even go and look at nomad africa magazine you'll find them on facebook as well that's it. Soji, thanks very much for putting this all together. My thanks to Simba, who um, was my guest today. And I do hope that we can get to chat to him again. I found him a most interesting and insightful man. And who knows, maybe uh, James Foss, who's the DA Shadow Minister of Tourism, will join me at some stage. And perhaps even uh, Minister Derek Hanukom will live up to his promise of two years ago and join me on air. Then he can answer the questions that I posed a little earlier. He can answer them for himself until next week at the same time wherever you're going to be if you're going to be traveling please travel safe and uh, from the team here and yours truly david batsoffin until next tuesday at 12 o'clock midday central african time bye from explore africa 
brand new travel show, Explore Africa, midday Central Africa time. The show will take a holistic view of travel on the African continent as well as the Indian Ocean Islands. There will be travel updates, a look at business destinations, interviews and competitions. Cultural travel, a new and growing market, will be covered in depth from Cape to Cairo. David will also be advising on unique destinations that will allow listeners the opportunity to discover hidden gems on our continent. 